Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, so you probably already know this, but just in case any of our listeners out there don't know, so Tuttle Twins, which is, of course, the books and the podcast and the magazine, the Tuttle Twins is actually an educational arm or part of a larger organization called Libertas Institute. And I think, Brittany, you've known about Libertas for a while, haven't you? Yeah, I was there when it first started. Not at Libertas, but um, in Utah, because that's what mm-hmm. it, where it, it's uh, centered. And so, yeah, I was there in 2012, which is probably around the time that a lot of our listeners were born. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess, you know, that's true. My daughter was born in 2011, and she's yeah. 11 now, so – and she's a big Tuttle Twins fan, so. Crazy. But so um, – well, speaking of, I mean, even for myself, when I first learned of the Tuttle Twins, I had no idea that it was just a part of Libertas, and that Libertas is actually doing so much more work, especially within Utah, and they do a lot of – policy work. And what that means is that they work with the the government, the Utah government, to help try to pass laws. So when the Utah um, the government is in uh, the legislative session, which they're in right now, then people from Libertas will go and they'll sit in the sessions and they'll make presentations and they'll try to get different bills passed or not passed. So And they've helped like write laws and everything. Oh, a, a lot. In fact, they've done a lot of laws that have influenced many laws in other states as well. So um, depending on where you guys live, it's very likely that there's been something that uh, has it that impacts your life that actually came from Libertas. So they do a lot. But so one of the guys that works at Libertas, uh, he recently attended this trade show called the CES Trade Show. And do you want what to know what that? that yeah, for? what does that stand for? <laughs> well, it's funny only because when I read about this, it took me a little bit of Googling to figure out what CES stood for because it was only ever used as the as the initials. Apparently, it used to be uh, called the Consumer Electronics Show, hmm. but I guess no one calls things electronics anymore. I guess that's very uncool. And Wait, really? Now- that's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, you do th- call things electronics, but when we're talking now – if we're talking about things that has to do with computers or now phones, now it's considered technology. Hmm. So now it's no longer considered the Consumer Electronics Show. It's now the Consumer Technology Association trade show, but they still call it CES because they do. Anyways, um, so one of the guys that works for Libertas, he attended the CES trade show, and then he wrote a Twitter thread about a bunch of new uh, startups and innovations that were coming out. And I just thought it could be fun to do a podcast talking about, you know, some of these ideas, right? Because yeah, yeah, we do a lot. We talk a lot about innovation here at Tuttle Twins. We do. And I love hearing about new stuff. This sounds like a really cool conference. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go, uh, but now that I know about it, I do kind of, maybe in the future I'll go, but it was nice still that he did a little write-up for it. But So let's see, some of the inventions that I was checking out is see one of them was called it's from a company called uh i'm probably going to pronounce lots of names wrong i'm not the best at pronunciation but something like Merop- merapi maybe so, anyway sounds right i don't know <laughs> okay. but they created this um it's 
basically like a little robot <laughs> that is used for farmers or anyone who is growing a lot of crops will use it. And it's this little like it looks like a little robot and it just goes up and down all the fields and scans the fields. So it scans all the crops and it looks for things like plant diseases or weeds or pests. Um, and then it will alert the farmer. So the reason right now- so it like checks the health of the plants kind of? Yeah. yeah so really I mean, cool. already there's you know phone apps. So if you're walking around your backyard or on a walk and you're like, oh, what is that plant? You can scan it. And not yeah, only I do that you... all the time when I go on hikes. Yeah. 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 And it, not only can you scan it, but it will also tell you the health of the plant. So, you know, if, you, if you're gardening and have your, or if you have house plants, it will tell you, oh, the plant's health is good or it looks bad or uh, it needs water. <laughs> it's really, it's crazy what technology can do today. Uh, not electronics technology. <laughs> it would be cool. I know that there's been people talking about that maybe someday there'll be like something that you can put in your body that does the same thing that like goes through your body and says like, oh, this cell is damaged. Like let's fix it, which would be really cool, I think. (laughs) I mean, there probably will be, but I tend to get very cautious about anything going in my body. (laughs) Me, I'm like, I'm so scared of getting sick and I just want to be like, yeah, whatever, like fix me. (laughs) That's so funny. I know we're all different. Um, But uh, so the little robot, it has a name. I forgot the name of it. Um, but so it goes over all the crops. So it just keeps scanning the crops. And then it will let you know if there's any like disease starting or there's like a pest uh, colony starting. And what's great about this is because, so if you're able to find like, oh, there's some fungus or something attacking part of the crop here, you can administer then only the pesticide in that one place instead of having to dust your entire crops. So for me, someone who cares about what I put into my body, um, uh, you know, I do care about things like different pesticides and things. So for me, I think that's fantastic if it can eliminate having to spray entire crops and being able to, uh, you know, limit only to certain areas, um, pesticides or um, anything that would kill fungus or anything else. But I don't know, I just thought that was a great idea. And um, it, yes, this little machine, so it even seems like something that's not huge that could only be used like in industrial farms um, that could be used just like kind of for smaller farms. So that's really cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, there was another, oh, so do you remember, we've been talking about 3D printing a lot. Yes, think, we have. Last month or something. Uh, so there was another company there and they 3D print musical instruments so they are starting with a violin. So they are it's 3D printed violins. And I mean, this shouldn't surprise me, right? They can 3D print everything. But I hadn't yet seen the musical instruments. Um, but what's great about that, so my daughter is taking violin this year. And we're just renting a violin because, you know, they're That's expensive. That's what I always did. They're very expensive. <laughs> they're yeah. very expensive. So I think it's great. Like, I love the idea of being able to have more affordable violins or other instruments, especially as students and starting out, um, you know, because they grow too. Like you have to get new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to get the different sizes for how big you are. So, yep. And it was, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Let's see. There was another company for, um, well, it's for, they advertise for truckers, but I immediately started thinking about all the other things you could do with it. But oh, so here's a question. Here's a question for you, Brittany. I feel as though I've just been talking about all the things. So here's a question for you. What do you think is the biggest safety hazard for long haul truckers? 
I mean, I would assume, I mean, I just want to say like car accidents in general, but is it something specific? Well, it is, it, it would be car accidents, but more specifically, what do you think would be one of the biggest kind of uh, like fears, concerns when you're driving long distances that can often happen to to. I guess maybe falling asleep because you're in the car so long and there's truckers driving all through the night. So I guess that's what I would be most scared of, I think. That's what I was going for. So uh, yes. So, you know, that's always a big fear of um, because even the you know most disciplined trucker, it's when you're driving for a long time, um, you know, it can be hard sometimes. You kind of get into that zone. So there's this company called Arag or Ar- I don't know, something like that. I think you might pronounce it that way. We're um, really good at pronouncing things. Today. I'm really bad at pronouncing. I'm <laughs> so sorry, everyone. Because they're like original like company names, and they are like I'm looking at how it's spelled. It's pretty weird. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to include a link with this podcast so people can actually click on these different companies so they can find them instead of relying on our pronunciation to try. That's a great them up. idea. <laughs> So there's this company, Aragio, or something like that. Uh, so they make these wearable headbands for truckers to wear. And I, although I do have to say the headbands look a little kind of sci-fi-ish, I assume at some point they will, you know, uh, do like remodels on them and they'll look a little better. But still, they will, it's kind of, they sit around the head, kind of like a crown almost, but it's just a band. And it can tell if a trucker is starting to fall asleep and then it can like wake them up. I'm not exactly sure on the technology of that, but somehow it like, I don't know, brainwaves does something. Um, but I don't know. I thought that was really cool. And I could see it being something that, uh, you know, big trucking organizations could use with their drivers just to help them from falling asleep. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think. What else? Oh, go ahead. Cool things. Oh, no. I was gonna, I'm interested to see what else. These are really cool ideas. Uh, let's see. There was one called Water Sight. Oh, look. I can pronounce that one. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so right now, if you need to test your water, like let's say you're drinking water or your tap water is tasting weird or smelling weird, uh, you would have to do a water test. So you would have to get the water and then take it to someone who can test it or have someone come to your house who can test it. But the only way to test your water is after it has come out through the pipes. It's not something that you could test beforehand to know before you've even allowed the water to come out if the water is good. Uh, But so um, water sight is this invention. It's this little device and you attach it um, onto the the pipes, like underneath the sink somewhere. Um, And so you would have to, you know, cut the pipe and attach it, but it will, it can sense... It has a sensor in there so it can test the water before it even comes out. So I know we have like things like water filters, um, but even still you could have a water filtering system that could go off or wrong or some bacteria could get in there. Um, But this is an actual sensor to test the water itself. Um, I just, knowing how important water is, I thought that was also kind of a cool thing. Um, I could, I can imagine that becoming more, you know, regular as well. Yeah. We remember everything now, right? When our smart houses... (laughs) Yeah, and it's funny back when we were well, I know I don't I don't know if you were so there was a Disney movie called Smart House. I don't know if you remember. Oh, that. there was? No. Yeah. It was a so movie. Funny, it was in junior high. There's a movie called Smart House and it was like where the house had like a robot assistant and all this stuff. And it was obviously more extreme than it is today, but it's funny because I have a Google home in my house. Like, oh, I, you like do? I have a, yeah, I have like an assistant. And I know it's funny because it's 
I don't like, you know, spying, but it's so mm-hmm. convenient. So I have it in my See, house. There's another place where like I get paranoid about that. So I'm like, I don't want one of those in my house. <laughs> a lot of people feel the same way. It's funny because my parents have one and my dad always plugs it in and then my mom will walk around and unplug it and it always makes me laugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, these are really cool ideas. I think it's always great because we love talking about how great innovation is, right? And it's really a good reminder that these these new things are coming from individual entrepreneurs and not from the government, right? Because the yeah. government really, really doesn't have that many good ideas, if any at all. So great topic, Ronnie. And guys, don't forget to like and subscribe and share the podcast with your friends. And until next time, we will talk to you later. All right. See you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.